You're listening to nothing important. Please enjoy the show. To Brian and Dave on the Nothing Important Broadcast. All right, good morning, Braden, Tampa Bay. This is Brian from Chicago with my friend Dave, and this is the Nothing Important Broadcast. Dave, how you feeling today, buddy? Hello, Florida. <laughs> you know what's awesome <laughs> is um, Dave and I, we have a couple of successful podcasts uh, for you out there. It's the Nothing Important Podcast where we talk to celebrities, musicians, other podcasters and just people of note, right? People that are more successful than we ever planned to be. Exactly. And we've been doing that for over a year and a bunch of great people and comedians and people you know. So make sure to check us out on www.nothingimportantpodcast.com. And also, we have uh, It's Saul Goodman, which is our podcast about Better Call Saul, right, Dave? It's our fan podcast, yes. It's our, yeah, absolutely. A lot, a lot, a lot of people listen to that one. And you can check that out at itsallgoodman.com. But this is our first episode. It's February 2nd. You've either just gotten into work and turned on your radio, or you are still driving to work and turned on your radio. And this is my favorite thing about this, day. We are on 1490 in Tampa Bay, and the show that leads into us is a gospel show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I'm, I'm thinking FCC rules. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So it's going to be a little bit different for Dave and I. You know, we got to keep to the FCC rules. We got to keep it a little bit cleaner than we normally do. Mm-hmm. But that shouldn't hamper us from having some fun, right? You folks that just listened to the gospel show before us, that's awesome. Uh, I hope that you stick around, hang out with us, and enjoy the conversation, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, right. hang out. Yeah, hang out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, if you subscribe to our podcast, the Nothing Important Podcast, we'll also throw up the episodes of the Nothing Important Broadcast mm-hmm. as well. So it's going to be a good time. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be on the air. It's kind of fun for us to be on radio, something completely different than we've done. So we just want to introduce ourselves to you on this first episode. But first, I want to talk to you about the West Coast Project. The West Coast Project is a sponsor of this very radio show, which is absolutely amazing. It's ran by a gentleman named Mike, very pop culture orientated. Uh, make sure to check out West Coast Project. Uh, excellent dude. He he watches so many shows and talks about them. Uh, the Walking Dead, uh, Better Call Saul, just a litany, litany of shows. Myriad. A myriad, if you, if you will. So make sure to check out our sponsor, West Coast Project, at westcoastproject.com or on Twitter, at scathingtweets.com, which I've always loved. That's awesome. <laughs> so Dave and I are actually recording from Chicago, and you may be thinking, uh, why are these two dudes from Chicago talking to us on an, on an AM radio station in Tampa Bay, Florida? Because I want to share my heartbreak with Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans about the loss of Lovey Smith. Oh, that's called pandering. <laughs> that's called pandering, but let's talk about that, Dave. Dave, you are the resident football guy. Uh, Lovey Smith, he was the head coach of the Chicago Bears, right? Yes, he was the head coach of the Chicago Bears. He was a, a winning coach, and he I thought he did good things. Yeah. Can't run an offense, but the defense is always pretty solid. Right. Defense wins games, though. And, that's, uh, the, yeah. <laughs> that's the adage, no, def- right? No. Defense wins championships. Oh, defense wins championships. Which okay. Lovey never did with the Bears. 
But oh, they I, made it to the Super Bowl. They didn't make it to the Super Bowl. It was a big deal around They here. did get beat by one of the best quarterbacks of all time in the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, I mean, um, you win some, you lose some. In right? Miami. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to lose, though, you might as well lose to the best person. Right. Right? Right. And, um, yeah, I thought he honestly felt he kind of got a bad rap in Tampa, and mm-hmm. I thought he was going to do good things for that area. Yep. And I myself, I actually lived in Florida for a time. Yes, you did. And uh, it's kind of fun for me to kind of come home a little bit, uh, even though it's by radio. It's kind of fun to come home. I, I absolutely loved Florida. I loved visiting you in Florida. Yeah, it was good times, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you folks know right now, but it is the middle of our winter. And it's a lot different than you folks down in Tampa. You folks down there. <laughs> it's the middle of our winter. Like you're saying like Florida's halfway across the world. Like they're in summer now. Or like uh, Australia. Well, they basically are. For the, for <laughs> this those is of our us, winter, but Florida's not also, so hot summer. Also winter. Right. <laughs> well, the thing is, is, is the funny thing, uh, if you folks have never visited Chicago or been to Chicago during this time of year, it snows incessant amounts of snow to the point to where people shovel out their parking spots and put like a chair or a piece of furniture mm-hmm. or a person or a person just to call dibs is what they call it to, to get your parking spot. Cause if you shoveled it, 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 that's your parking spot. Right. Florida doesn't have to worry about that. No, they don't. They have to worry about people that can't drive through a green light. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, so it's our winter. It's winter here, but I, I lived in Florida for like five, six years it's not winter there. They don't have winter. No. Winter, what? Winter is you wear a sweatshirt and a pair of shoes. I lived down there for years, and I own one pair of shoes, but multiple, multiple, multiple pair of flip-flops. So, Dave and I want to talk to you. Feel free to participate. You can uh, contact Dave and I through Twitter, Facebook, all that information. Is that nothing important? Podcast. Right. This isn't live. This is live on tape. This is live on tape. It's we not even not live on tape. Live. It's edited. It's just on tape. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say that again. This isn't live. It's totally on tape. Mm-hmm. So con- but it's not really even on tape. Right. We're recording digitally. Something like that. Absolutely. But uh, we're yours every Tuesday all through February. Uh, we're going to share news stories, maybe some anecdotes, and just overall have a good time. I hope you enjoy the show. Hope you check out the podcast. And uh, thank you for joining us in our little experiment. We may be trying to make each other laugh, but we really hope you laugh along with us. Absolutely. So good morning, Tampa. And now a word from our sponsors. Like your food with a little extra kick? Try Cuban Sriracha, hot sauce by the Pepper Jelly Company out of Miami, Florida. Cuban Sriracha is an artisan sriracha with a Cuban flair with a spice of any dish. A family recipe passed down from the Diaz family right to yours. You can taste the tradition and the heat. Pick up your bottle of Pepper Jelly Company's Cuban Sriracha at www.pepperjellycompany.com. That's www.pepperjellycompany.com.
This episode's mid-show music break is Allison Flood with The Ties That Bind. This is coming off our EP Blackbird, which was actually recorded at our home studio of Third City Sound in Joliet, Illinois. For more music and show dates, check out www.allisonfloodmusic.com. You're listening to Nothing Important. Dave, I know you're going to appreciate this news story, my friend. I really hope I do. Right. A lot of turmoil in the world. Yeah, there's some things to ruin. Right. There's some doings that transpiring. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and everybody, especially nowadays, you know, like with all the thoughts of uh, terrorism, you know, just like ever present, mm-hmm. right? Lots going on with uh, France and then those knuckleheads in California. Mm-hmm. Um, all inspired by ISIS. ISIS is the new Al-Qaeda. ISIS is, uh, I thought ISIS... Stemmed off from Al Qaeda. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. They're the right. new, they're the new Al Qaeda, right? Well, now we're friends with Al Qaeda to battle ISIS. I cannot keep it off. <laughs> I watched a five minute video and I was more confused when I was over than when I started. <laughs> ISIS, ISIL. I have no this idea. This is like a big Lebowski situation. Like, there's just like there's so many ins, so many outs, outs and what exactly. have yous. Exactly. Hey, but man, there's a beverage here. One of the things that makes them very dangerous, though, is uh, they're so media savvy. Yes, they are. Very media savvy. So yeah. from News Corp Australia, Uh-oh. Islamic State hijacks Justin Bieber's hashtag to try and spread graphic video about the terror group. Oh, my God. How genius is that? That's pretty genius. Absolutely. The hijacking of Justin Bieber's hashtag on January 22nd, the video titled Message to the Islamic World, was also carrying the hashtags of ISIS and ISIL. And uh, that is... So the, if you hijack a hashtag, do you... Is that called Jack Tagging? Jack Tagging? <laughs> <laughs> hash Jacking? Hash Jacking. That's what hash I was trying jacking. to think of. So, the, so Beeb, the Beebs got hash jacked. The Beebs got hash jacked. Justin Bieber has almost 74 million Twitter followers. That's a lot of freaking people. Dude, that is such a genius idea. Like, I hate to give them any credit for anything, right? Right. They're, they're definitively bad guys. There's not a lot of gray area. Right. Right. Like, you can argue politics and motivations and all that all, all you want and that's not really what dave and i are here to right do. that's not our thing that's but not I what we focus think, on unless you're part of isis i think we could all probably universally agree that isis are not good dudes no yeah but man that's pretty ingenious to try to spread your message is pick one of the most popular hashtags out there and put your name on it so that means i don't know if you ever look at twitter like when you go to the home page it says trending now right justin bieber is almost always Trending now. Always, right. always, always trending now. So you click Justin Bieber and bam, Islamic State comes up. Hmm. How hilarious. Hilarious in a really sad way. Like you've got like that is some supervillain stuff right there. Right. Yeah. That's... Like that is a modern day super like the days of living in a lair on a volcano, like mm-hmm. overlooking like an archipelago are, are <laughs> over, right? It's over. That is such and I'd like to know how. Justin Bieber feels about that. Used. The way America feels about Justin Bieber. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe he's like a criminal man. I'm not saying Justin Bieber is part of ISIS. I'm just saying Justin Bieber is a part of ISIS. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a terrorist, but I think the argument, okay. well, I think the argument can be made he's evil. Actually, you know what? I, I'd like to try to get uh, Justin Bieber as a guest. In all honesty... Because uh, like, we don't. joke around and then this goofy Islamic State thing, but can you really hate the guy? Justin Bieber? I interned at a music studio that mm-hmm. um, hosted, I think, one of his birthday parties. Okay. 
He's never allowed back in that studio. Really? Yeah. Well, didn't yeah. that happen in his neighborhood too? Didn't he get in trouble for his gated community driving his uh Yeah, they're racing a sports car or something. Like down the streets where kids and yeah. everybody was playing. So I mean, just from that, I mean that is hearsay, technically. But yeah, if I'm at a studio and the guy's never allowed back there again because he's such a jerk, mm-hmm. then I'm gonna have to just kind of assume that he's a jerk, I guess. Right. <laughs> but can can you blame him? I mean, no, because I mean he started he started fame pretty little. If so I was like that, the, if I got that famous that young and had that much money that young, I wouldn't be like that. But I would understand where he's going. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know any better. No, he and doesn't. it's funny because we want to refer to him as a kid because he started when he was like fourteen or something. Mm-hmm. But the dude's like twenty in his late twenties now, I think. Early twenties, early twenties, late twenties. Definitely making money. Definitely has throngs of fans out and, there. Well, and everybody that wants him deported, just think about how much money he pumps back into the U.S. economy. Mm-hmm. Let's think, think about, about that. Economy. Right. How yeah. much taxes he pays on the money he earns here? Right. Exactly. He has a work visa. Mm-hmm. He is paying for your crossing guards. Right. He, right. He's paying for your public parks. He's paying for the he's paying for the logistical network that allows you to hear his music in the first place. Mm, indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Well, you know what? Maybe Justin Bieber isn't that bad of a guy after all. Hey coffee drinkers. Why are you standing in line paying way too much for fast food coffee? Get yourself some real coffee from Tugboat Coffee. Tugboat Coffee is real, direct trade. Specialty coffee roasted by Master Roaster and founder Eric Barkley. I know he does it. I've seen him myself. No more paying $20 for a shot of espresso and a bunch of sugar milk. Get real artisan coffee at www.tugboatcoffee.com. That's www.tugboatcoffee.com. I'm 
This episode's mid-show music break is the song Marianne by Matt Bisky and the Island City. For more information, music, and show dates, hit up www.mattbisky.com. You're listening to Nothing Important. Are you ready? Yes. From The Independent, Dave. What's The Independent, Brian? The Independent is a UK newspaper. Oh, yes, it is. (laughs) Such a great name for a newspaper, The Independent. Yeah, as long as you uh, you know stick to your own morals and don't let other people influence you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, they say it's like one of the best news sources, especially here in the U.S. because because it's, it's independent. It's, right, it's so independent, but like it, it's not American influenced, right? It's not just clever. They yeah. they do so much U.S. news, but it's not American. It's influence. an outsider's perspective of America's news, right? Yeah, I like I like that because I consider myself an outside perspective of America's news. Mm, indeed, <laughs> kind of like Al Jazeera. They're kind of going under. And I think uh, in a couple weeks, they're actually having their last airing because it was so financially. Oh, really? Yeah, they went bankrupt. But El Jazeera, even though El Jazeera and a lot of people um, a lot of people associate that with like Al-Qaeda and ISIS and all that, because mm-hmm. that's a huge, in El, El Jazeera, Middle East, wh- whatever the region is, they, they would play a lot of propaganda videos and stuff like that for terrorist groups. Mm-hmm. But uh, El Jazeera, America... A lot of it, it still had the stories from that perspective, but obviously without any of the the propaganda. So a lot of people actually thought that they were a good news source because it, it had an outsider's perspective. Mm. But then it's kind of like, well, you know, we're we're here in America. It, it feels almost like they're like you know twisting the knife a little bit because yeah. like they're they're so closely affiliated. But any, anyway, they're going out. So that that's how I see uh, news sources like the Independent is. Uh, it, it's and an Huffington outsider. Post and you know Right Wing News Monthly and all those yeah stuff. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly like that except for not at all right exactly yes. <laughs> exactly not you know you can always tell a Huffington Post reader too I'm just gonna put that out there they look like me yeah no <laughs> <laughs> but uh, from the Independent the UK Independent two weed dealers got so high and paranoid they ended up calling the cops on themselves. That sounds like a bad sitcom plot. Right? That totally sounds like uh, the next Harold and Kumar movie. Like, if they want to make a comeback. <laughs> Harold and Kumar that'd be like a good themselves in. That'd be like a good mashup between Harold and Kumar and Super Troopers. So wait. So they called the cops on themselves, not on each other. Right. Uh, the two men who were driving in Idaho, they had 20 pounds of marijuana accompanying them. They phoned 911 to turn themselves in and call off the police pursuit. Which was never happening in the first place. Which was never happening in the first place. Uh, Leland Alea Della Tante, who's 22, and Holland Holland Sward, 23, pulled into a gas station to call off undercover police that they believed were tailing them. Okay, so don't get high on your own supply. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like something we all learned in college, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And if you're transporting said supply, handle. Your business. 
Yeah. This I like, is like, that's like Scarface, you know? He just right. got, he got so coked up, he just started killing everybody and getting all paranoid and yeah, stuff. So, I mean, we've all had our, our moments, you know, when we were younger. And yeah, we've had moments. Indiscretions of uh, stupidity. Right. Like, you know, maybe the lamp's talking to me. Right. You know, or maybe like your buddy is a narc, you think, until somebody else, you know. Narcs. narcs <laughs> you think your buddy's whatever. a narc until your buddy's buddy is the narc. I actually had that happen one time. I was in a circle. Mm-hmm. And this guy was just, he's staring at me. He just thought I was a narc. And I'm i am partaking with them. Mm-hmm. And he was, is, insisted I was a narc. <laughs> and I was just like, what, what, skip him on the next round. What because- took him off? Was it the police badge hanging around your neck? <laughs> <laughs> it was a German shepherd that I brought to the right. party. <laughs> but I was still talking to people. And right. I wasn't, you know, you know me, I'm not a big drinker. Mm-hmm. And that, that makes people uncomfortable sometimes. I'm I'm the only one sober at a party, right? You know, yeah. So, maybe so you're not you're not taking a taste, right? Right. So what what's your problem? But the when, thing when is, reality, is, I was taking a taste of the illegal thing and not the legal thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I I don't partake. I, I don't really have any issues with it, but like I I uh, I, I don't partake in that, and, and it can be kind of awkward. You know, it's like the classic, like if you walk into a party two hours late. Mm-hmm. And everybody is already half in the bag by then, and you're the only sober person. Uh-huh. That's how I feel a lot of times when I walk into like, especially like my musician friends and mm-hmm. people that do smoke marijuana. I walk in, everybody's high as a kite, and and I'm not an easily, uh, I'm not an easily like made to feel awkward kind of guy. Right, right. But it's always weird for me. Just seeing, uh, you know, everybody's doing their thing. I like, I, I you know, I, I've never really seen like the stereotypical weed that they put on tv where like somebody smokes a joint and all of a sudden they're either incapacitated or they want to try to do backflips off the roof like that never happens (laughs) really what happens there's a lot of snacking Mm -hmm. uh some napping some really really intense conversations intense conversations but not the drunk conversations right yeah deep 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 spiritual right yeah it's it's more more aloof more whimsical if you will and i could be the first to admit that right like but because i'm not on that level it's so weird. It's weird being on a different wavelength. Right. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's and you, energies, man. You try to blend in the best you can. Right. But it, it's still awkward. Right. Right. So the officers found 20 pounds of marijuana inside a dog cage placed outside the car. So I guess my question, uh, a couple of things. I, I, I was what happened thinking, to the dog? Well, yeah, uh, apparently there was none. But why would you put in a dog cage outside the car? Like maybe that's what tipped them off. They were <laughs> wait. So they were like, did they take it and 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 like wait for the cops? So they put it outside the car until the cops got there, or was it outside the car the whole time? Like they have this kennel on top of right, the car that's how I with twenty pounds like of pot in it. Right. So yeah, with like two, a Johnny Chimpo sticker on it. Right. You have two younger <laughs> guys with two younger guys with uh, twenty pounds of marijuana transporting it across state lines, and they don't even have it inside the car. So then, of course, they decided to partake. in plain sight, you know. Right. Well, that would have probably been awesome up until they started to partake. And, you know, I can see where they're coming from now that I think about it. Because I think we've all had that moment where we're driving home late at night, maybe a dark road, mm-hmm. right? And for some reason, there's only one other car on the road. And then just coincidentally, they just happen to keep making the same turns you do. Right, yeah. Right? You go to turn right. They follow you. You go to turn left. They follow you. And now you kind of notice it a little bit. Like, oh, they must be headed the same direction. You take another right. They follow you, and then it becomes a point where, like, in your head, you start thinking, like, okay, now I'm just going to make a random turn right? just to see if they follow me. And we all have, like, that moment where, well, haha, I'm going to turn into this church parking lot. Yeah. And then they drive by, and you're like, yeah. like okay, for a minute there. Oh, got a little- man. 
That was just a GMC Acadia. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're if you're already doing illegal activities and, and plus you're under the influence, I I could totally see where somebody would think like, "Why's that guy following me?" See, I, I, and and apparently it was multiple cars. So uh, how I'm reading this is they, they think it's like a whole trail of undercover right, following yeah, them. Like like they think that's the probably. A, were they going down one street, like just straight down the highway, and think somebody's following them? Right. Yeah. Or were they making a bunch of turns? And well, it says in the article they, they were heading down the highway and crossing state lines. So they were. <laughs> so, by some weird coincidence, right. there were many other cars on the road that were headed down this one highway right. in this were, one direction right. towards another state. Absolutely. And they, were, and they were so high that they thought it was like a posse of <laughs> a posse coming after them to bust them. So they pull over, call the cops. And essentially say, hey, call your people off. Like, let's just get it over with. Okay. Yeah, like, like, we're, we're caught. Not, they probably thought they were going to get shot at because, you know, everybody thinks cops are going to shoot them now. Right. Yeah. So they wanted to avoid that whole thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And turn themselves in. Perfect example of uh, what what'd you say, Dave? Don't get high on your own supply. Don't get high on your own supply, man. Exactly. Be sure to follow Nothing Important online at nothingimportantpodcast.com. Find us on iTunes, on Twitter at NotImportantPC, and you can also find us on Facebook. Nothing Important is recorded with help from Third City Sound in Joliet, Illinois. Thanks for being awesome.